Hello, and thank you for joining us for another episode of This Week in AML. I'm John Byrne, Chair of the AMLRS Advisory Board. And I'm Elliot Berman, our Thought Leadership Content Manager. We are excited to welcome you to the This Week in AML podcast, where we explore key news and developments in the global financial crime prevention community. Hi, John. How are you today? Hey, Elliot. Happy New Year. How have you been? Uh, Happy New Year to you. I've been well. I've been traveling. Uh, We were in Denver for a wedding, New Year's Eve, and then came out to L.A. Um, And uh, this will post, but after we're recording. Uh, But that didn't keep me from paying attention to what's going on in in the financial world. And um, you and I both came upon this joint statement on crypto asset risks to banking organizations issued uh, this week by the uh, Federal Reserve, the FDIC, and the OCC. Um, what's your take on this? Well, I think it's consistent with what um, many of us have been saying in terms of the end of the year review of 2022 and what to expect in 2023, that there'll be more active um, uh, events, projects, direction on uh, crypto asset related regulation. So whatever ends up happening is pretty clear, whether it's the FTX or some of the other issues that occurred in 2022, that the regulators know they can't sit still. And this one I thought was, uh, it's always, these, these joint statements are always valuable, but that this is really the first out of the box for the new year, I think is relevant. And as, uh, as we know, it was issued by the Fed, the FDIC and the OCC and they make a pretty strong statement up front, again, obvious, but a strong statement. The events of the past year have been marked by significant volatility and exposure of vulnerabilities in what they term the crypto asset sector. And then they list a number of risks that I know we'll, we'll talk about. But, but I do think, um, you know, what's going to happen here is there's going to be a, uh, a focus by in the U.S. by the Congress uh, and the regulators, what needs to be done. And I will just tell you sort of a off-the-record conversation I had with some folks on the House side. As we know, the House is now, although as we, as we record this, um, it hasn't happened yet because of a lot of chaos, but uh, the House it will be run by the Republicans. On this issue, on crypto and stablecoin, you know, the, the things that sort of fall under that broad category I don't see this as being partisan. So I think like the Senate, the House will, in the House Financial Services Committee, maybe some of the other committees as well, will continue to look at these issues and these risk um, mitigation um, ideas and, and recommendations that they have. So long-winded way of saying th- this to me is sort of putting a stake in the ground saying, okay, folks, a lot going on out there from the banking perspective Here's what you need to think about, and we will do more and more guidance and statements on this going forward. Yeah, there were two two um, explicit statements in the joint statement that I thought were interesting because you, if you saw one or the other by itself, you'd almost say they were going in different directions. One is, it is important that risks that cannot be mitigated or controlled do not migrate to the banking sector. Um, okay, I mean, that sort of makes sense. If you think about risk, uh, risk management, it's about identifying risks. It's about uh, mitigating risks and then deciding what your risk appetite is for what you'll take as less mitigated risk. So that made sense. And then the other one is 
um, it's neither prohibited nor discouraged banking uh, from providing services to customers of any specific class or type as permitted by law regulations. So again, uh, we're not telling you don't bank crypto related companies. You know, that's the that's the unspoken piece there. But it's interesting because they frame it very carefully, because, as we know, there's the whole issue around uh, cannabis banking because of uh, whether it's permitted by reg- law or regulations. So uh, kind of interesting framing out the whole thing. Um, they list eight classes of risks that they're concerned about, um, some of which are you can clearly tie to specific events. They mentioned stablecoin and, of course, the Terra USD Luna problem of uh, mid-2022 comes right out of there. They talk about the legal uncertainties by exchanges being effective, you know, with custody and redemptions and ownership rights. Um, And uh, that FTX and BlockFi both, you know, popped up there where there uh, and others where there were restrictions on withdrawals. And particularly with FTX, there's a huge question that is going to be resolved probably by the bankruptcy court about you know ownership of assets and things like that yeah and uh, you know a couple of the other risks are relevant because they're relevant to the existing financial sector so when they say that one of the risks would be risk management and governance practices in that sector that exhibit a lack of maturity and robustness well, that's an issue for a small bank startup, right? That's an issue for a big bank that's engaged in different products that they weren't used to. So I think that what the regulators are telling everybody is what they've been telling, I'll say our, or at least our former industry, is that you know governance needs to be strong and risk management. And certainly there's more of a chance in the crypto world that that is not mature yet uh, but certainly we've seen examples of risk management deficiencies and stru- you know, internal structures in existing financial institutions, traditional financial institutions that have been problematic. So I think by saying that they're not entering new ground at all, but they sort of have to continue to mention those things. So I think that's that was another important part of this, um, you know, and, and to your earlier point about them um coming out with their statements, uh, you know, they almost have to say that. They, they almost have to say, look, we're not going to tell you not to bank because there's been so many examples. Marijuana business is certainly one that you mentioned. The whole de-risking issue, all these things have been problematic. A- ATM operators, which I'm not as sympathetic, but of course, that's also another issue. So I think the regulators almost have to say, look, we're not telling you not to do this. That They don't have the the legal authority to prohibit it anyway, but but they're also saying, look, we're we're giving you a heads up that you need to pay attention, and I could see potential enforcement actions down the line where this document is going to be used as um, you, you know, the the list of potential offenses. Right? Hey, we issued this in January, and here's what you didn't do, traditional financial institution regarding. Uh, your customer, your customer's customer that's in the crypto asset world. So um, I think it's a really good premise to start from. And I also think they do a good job of not prohibiting, but definitely sort of wagging their proverbial finger and say, be careful here, you know. Right. Um, And as you pointed out, 
all of this is really, you know, a refocusing traditional advice and parameters on a new, uh, a more emergent industry. <clears throat> I think that we've seen this in other spaces when other things were emergent or where we, we saw the industry, the traditional players in the industry that focused on a, uh, I'll call it more exotic product being followed by a lot of organizations that probably didn't have the knowledge and sophistication about that product. Uh, trade finance is one that I think of, you know, right. Yeah. Um, we've, we've had instances where companies thought, Oh, trade finance, that looks like fun. I mean, I don't, I'm not trying to make fun of them, but you know, they certainly didn't sit down and say, okay, who's our trade finance expert? Where are we getting the knowledge? You know, how do we evaluate our systems? It was more, um, I think, they, did, they never use the word, but I feel like this is a reminder, don't just t chase revenue and profit. You really yeah. have to manage, you know. Um, right, right, yeah. I, I, and I say, finally, from my end, uh, reference, um, the, a brief mention, but a mention of uh, cyber attacks. You know, that's also going to be, continue to be a big uh, challenge for all of us in our broad-based AML-sanctioned CTF community in 2023. And they also, they, the regulators also make it clear that there are vulnerabilities related to cyber attacks in the crypto world. So you need to factor that, those risks in as well. Yes. Um, one other sort of, you know, what isn't here. So this could have been arguably a joint statement from the FFIC, which would have then brought in the NCUA. I'm sorry for all the letters, but, you know, uh, FFIC is all the regulators together, and the NCUA is the federal credit union regulator. But the um, the federal credit union regulator is not deaf to this stuff. Um, they issued a uh, some comprehensive guidance about dealing with. They focused on it from a distributed ledger technology perspective, but comes to the same point back in May of 2022. So. For those of you in our audience who, you know, work with or work at credit unions, there is guidance for you as well. I also would recommend that, you know, this guidance is a useful outline of things to consider and be sure that you're dealing with um, as you work with uh, crypto customers and also customers who want you to help them with crypto, which are, um, in a sense, two different classes of uh risk that you would have yep so the document is on the agency's websites of course uh, january 3rd and uh there are some links to previous statements and other directives there as well i would just say as we've just both alluded to this will be the beginning of a uh a probably year-long and maybe years-long focus on what needs to be done to mitigate reduce and understand the various risks regarding crypto assets. Yes, I, I'm sure that you and I, uh, both privately and through our podcast and our writing, will uh, touch this topic uh, a number of times uh, more during 2023. So what's, um, what's in the pipeline for the rest of this month, John? Well, on the 25th, uh, we are going to be doing a webinar on the... Uh, continued challenge of human trafficking. Uh, this is Human Trafficking Awareness Month. So we'll be fortunate to have a, a few uh, experts from some 
anti-trafficking organizations like Polaris. We are looking for um, uh, the possibility of an additional uh, person from the AML uh, community writ large. But bottom line is we're going to give you updates on what's going on with uh, the human trafficking issue from a financial crime perspective. Uh, so that'll be there. Uh, there's a few other things that actually I have in the pipeline that I've not scheduled yet. I got a really interesting, and we haven't had a chance to talk about this, but I had a really interesting uh, offer from uh, folks from the NGO community. Uh, if you remember, at the end of December, the um, uh, both the UN and actually the Treasury separately uh, issued um, some uh, statements regarding helping uh, the ability to have humanitarian work proceed without too many restrictions. I'm being very generalized here. But the folks from the NGO community said they'd love to explain the licensing uh, process because their goal is always to get money, funds, and help in the hands of uh, victims of conflicts and victims of crises around the world. So just got that offer yesterday. So I'm going to try oh. to get that up as a podcast in the next couple of weeks, uh, but obviously uh, something that our community cares deeply about. That'll be very interesting. And again, for those who live in the sanction side, the licensing piece is how to get a uh, permissive exception to uh, prohibitions under a sanctions rule. So have a, uh, a great rest of the week and great weekend. I'll be back um, uh, home shortly and we'll do we'll find something interesting to talk about next week. Great. Elliot, stay safe and you too. Uh, safe, tra safe travels. Thanks. Bye-bye.